It be too late to alter course, matey. And there be plundering pirates lurking in every cove. And mark well me words, matey. Dead men tell no tales. <laughs> the code is more what you call guidelines than actual rules. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Welcome to the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, a daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and plunder the Pirates of the Caribbean films one blimey minute at a time. I'm Scott Artis from scottartis.com. And I'm Heather Artis from blackpearlminute.com. Thanks for joining us for Minute 87 of The Curse of the Black Pearl. I know it's unfair, but the Pirates of the Caribbean 5 world premiere just happened last week, last Thursday actually, in Shanghai. Walt Disney Company's latest outing of Pirates of the Caribbean rolled out the red carpet in Shanghai on Thursday in a rare world premiere in China for a Hollywood blockbuster as U.S. producers look to woo moviegoers. That's according to Reuters. Reuters? Really? Reuters? The news outlet? Oh my god, people. Either she's pulling my my twang or leg, I mean. (laughs) Or she is just out of the... She's been living in a box too long. Talk about somebody in Davy Jones's locker. I mean, we could talk about serious issues, like despite a slowdown in box office sales in the Chinese market, U.S. studios are increasingly looking to boost global revenues, or that they face issues from local quota systems for imported films to questions of overseas censorship, or we can bring people together. Yes, Pirates of the Caribbean and Pirates of the Caribbean Minute are bringing people together all over the planet. And why do I say that? In a story that also... Why do you say that? Thank you. In a story that all of us can relate to, in the Shanghai sunshine, student Zhao Yushen said she had skipped her studies for exams to come from nearby Nanjing to see Johnny Depp. (laughs) (laughs) She said, I still got one final exam to take tomorrow morning, but I haven't prepared for it at all. Yet, she knows her pirate priorities and has seen the Dead Men Tell No Tales premiere action that's taking place. She's not actually going in to see the movie because that's for the... Those invited, but she's there to see the show. Well, might as well. The Johnny Depp show. See, you know, we are all the same when it comes to pirates. Skipping school and work for pirates is really justified and (laughs) something we all have in common. We can all relate to this. Whether we speak English or Chinese or whatever other language, we're all the same inside. Yes. So on that cheery international note of togetherness, we are the world kind of thing. We are the world. Don't sing. That's my job, actually. That's why I said don't do it. So for our Chinese listeners out there, Huang Ying Ban Zhan He Jin Chu, which means welcome aboard the Black Pearl. And yeah, folks, I did that in one take. Does it really mean that? Yeah, I just told you what it meant. <laughs> You're just making things up. I did make things up. <laughs> Walk the plank. That is not I made up. You. That is not made up. How dare you? It's like I you think I just parody Chinese language? Yeah. That is so politically incorrect. Why would I do that? It actually means that. Seriously, Huang Ying Ban Zhan He Jin Chu means welcome aboard the Black Pearl. I did it. That's it. I I know Chinese. And the only thing I know in Chinese, welcome aboard the Black Pearl. But Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, that's all they need. I show up there, we're World famous in our minds. And then I say that and people go, oh yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. (laughs) 
I almost dropped the ball. No, seriously, it really is. That's what it means. It's translated. I translated it. Yeah. You translated it. I translated How'd you get the pro- pronunciation? Uh, there's this thing out there called Google, and you can do that. And it'll even say it for you How when long you're did done. it take you to remember this? I wrote it down. <laughs> what, do you have to give everybody my secrets? A, I know how to say it. And I didn't even have to translate it into like English letters. I actually used Chinese characters. Yeah. I, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? No. I listened to it and I recorded you it. You phonetically wrote it down? No. I wrote it down how it was because my mind is like a sponge. It's it's like an audiographic recorder. It just hears and it mimics and picks it up. So I did that. That's funny, folks. He never remembers anything I have to say. <laughs> we all know why that is. I only choose to remember the important things like welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Yeah. And I actually know that in at least 26 different languages. That's interesting. But before we go through all that list, I say we keep going. And I almost dropped the ball last, well, actually, it's been the last two Mondays, but not today because I'm not letting Heather sideline me and trying to get me to say welcome aboard the Black Pearl in all these different languages without saying what's our pirate word of the week since you've jackholed the whole thing in the last couple of times. Gentlemen of fortune. Gentlemen of fortune. Something mm-hmm. high society. Yes. Is this an ode to our Shakespearean yes. reference last week? Yes. Okay. I was trying to I was trying to meet that. We're trying to take or the show to above a, that. We're trying to take it to a whole new level, a whole new audience. Gentlemen of fortune. Stay with us though. We still want you. We're just trying to bring in really <laughs> the Norrington types, the Weatherby Swan types yes. that are do, out there. Do you care to know what this is? I want to know. It's a slightly more positive term for pirates. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. So it's Gentlemen of fortune. It's a high society pirate. Yes. Gentlemen of fortune. Oh, fortune. Oh, fortune. Gentlemen of fortune. Uh That's kind of what I am. Gentlemen of poverty. (laughs) That's true. Ain't that the truth? In the previous minute, the post-Club Hall and Motley crew are preparing for a busy day on the sea. Grabbing all the essentials one would expect, like suntan lotion, towels, grappling hooks, muskets, and cutlasses. The standard, I'm going boating today items. Elizabeth once again thrusts herself in the captain's seat by giving the orders to fire. While Captain Jack Sparrow politely asks everyone to stop blowing holes in a ship. Cannons, muskets, and explosions. Oh my. This is of course after Pintel, Rigetti, Cotton, and Marty play around to pirate through the cannon port peekaboo. Ah, kids. I mean, pirates will be pirates. (laughs) Minute 87 begins with Jack trying unsuccessfully to pull a drink from Gibbs' flask. The very flask Marty loaded into a cannon in an earlier minute. He's still thirsty. Jack realizes that the blast of trinkets from the interceptor manages to damage the cell door, providing a means of escape. The minute ends with Captain Barbosa telling his crew, Strike your colors, you bloomin' cockroaches. Hands, grapnels, at the ready. Prepare to board. As the cursed crew jump to action... Will Turner, amongst all the fighting, begins to look for the medallion below deck. Man, you know, seriously, shouldn't he be fighting? Well, you'd think. If he would have listened to to us, he'd have strapped that medallion around his neck and not left it below with the... Or taped it. Or taped it, yeah. Well, no, it magically healed. Oh. So it was all good. And then the open flame candles would have just been the only thing that was a problem down there. This medallion was so important to him. Something from his dad that Elizabeth stole from him. Yeah, now... And he left it 
below deck. That's what we said. So that. I, what is actually boggling my mind is that you wanted to start there because I figured it was Monday that we should probably start with the rum, which is what you wanted to do. There is no rum. Yeah, there is. Well, there isn't, but there is. Gibbs Flask, to be more precise, is where I thought we should start. Because how dedicated and loyal is Marty? That's all I have to say. Not only is he planning to defend the ship and everyone's lives on board, but he realizes Jack must be incredibly thirsty and nursing a hangover. So he gently sends over a care package that includes a flask. It's very nice, Marty. Yeah, I mean, he really should have made sure that there was some rum in it, but he does blast that thing right over to him, which is pretty cool. Jack had to be thinking that jails and cannons do not mix as well. And this is the second time that Jack has experienced a cannonball breach the wall of his cell, right? Yeah. Jack should start taking cover when he's in jail just to be safe. <laughs> Instead of looking through the peephole. Yeah, don't look through peepholes. <laughs> don't look out bars because that's what happens. He looks out the bars, the cannonball starts to come. He looks out the hole. In, I said it backwards again. The hole in the hull, the cannonball or in all the trinkets, whatever else they loaded in there. He just needs to take special care when he's in a jail cell yeah. this time and then at least at this time though i mean he didn't really get to escape or anything like he does this time so that's a good thing but at least this time he did get a couple of drips of rum as well so he got a little couple of drops of rum and the cannon ball opened the door for him which is good but seriously though we do have another example of jack being captured or arrested if we want to call it that and the rules of the movie state that he cannot escape without someone's help Right? So we have yet to see if this rule extends into the other films. But so far, it's holding true for Curse of the Black Pearl that Jack cannot escape on his own. That is the rule. And Marty helped Jack escape by loading the cannon and then firing it and it gets through there. So let it be written. So let it be done. There you go. That's it. Jack cannot escape. And that's been holding true. And I know we said we were going to kind of watch that to see if it did hold true. And so far, so good. So far. So what about Gibbs asking Elizabeth... Okay. For uh, more ideas. Yeah. You know how what I titled this in my notes? The missing captain. Because this is really <laughs> stuck in my craw. Arr, this is stuck in my craw. <laughs> I mean, what the hell is the deal here? The case of the missing captain strikes again. Instead of Elizabeth or Will offering up suggestions, Gib now has been tra- Gibbs now has been trained to go to them for advice. The experienced pirate, the Navy sailor, the scourge of the sea, Joshimi Gibbs. I just nicknamed him that. Actually, they called him the Badger. Badger McNally was his nickname, apparently. So the Badger. Badger McNally. Badger of the sea? Joshimi Gibbs. Joshi? (laughs) Joshi Gibbs, however you want to call him. If you're on a special one-on-one basis with him, you can do that. You know, he's going to the two sailing newbies for ideas on what to do next. He's asking the young lass for ideas. Yeah. We could use a few more ideas, Lass. Really? Yeah. Gibbs, you're asking Elizabeth for ideas? I don't want to have to say this again and be a broken record, but Gibbs, step up and be captain here. (laughs) I thought you liked Gibbs. I do. That's why I'm so hurt. Man, it's like he burned and blasted my bones right now with this. That's all I'm going to say about this topic. I am really going to try and let this go. Unless it comes up again, that's it for me. I'm going to try and forget it. I'm going to pretend this never happened. In my mind, I'm going to rewrite the whole scene that Gibbs was actually making all these suggestions. <laughs> and he was the heroic pirate captain. Well, he offers up a suggestion here. He says we need us a devil's dowry. That's his 
<laughs> idea. That's really? his idea. We're going to put Club Holland on the same par with Devil's Dowry. The fork in the eye maneuver over Devil's Dowry. I don't think so. No? Even the light in the boat go to the shoals that they never do. That? I mean, come on, guys. Stand and fight? No. Gibbs, classic Devil's Dowry. <laughs> man, oh, man. Well, Anna Maria's got a pretty good idea here. That she does. She completely turns on Elizabeth and it's going to give her away. Yeah, I have some questions about that. Okay. I'm just, because I'm still in this ornery mood. I really like the battle sequence too, but I'm just really in the ornery mood. I mean, we could talk about the battle stuff and we have and we will, because I do have some cool things coming up, but I'm not going to do it just yet because I'm waiting for certain action things to happen to bring them up. Okay. But yeah, Heather brings up a really good point. Anna Maria. And I'm getting that sigh voice and that tick-tock in my voice because there's something just interesting I really have to talk about with this. Did no one take Anna Maria seriously when she said that they could turn Elizabeth over to Barbosa? What do you think? Did they take her seriously no. or not? They didn't take her seriously. Because my other part was if they did take her seriously, then obviously they're just so preoccupied with the life and death battle that they're facing right now that they failed to register that Anna Maria actually grabbed Elizabeth and put her freaking gun to her head. Yeah. Yeah. And then, not only that, suggested they just send her on over to the Pearl. <laughs> Nobody blinks an eye. I mean, Will kind of does like a blink, a flinch. Yeah. Oh, they're not what she needs now. That's your response? This lady was basically ready to turn over your woman. Yeah. It was with like, a gun to her head. It didn't. Yeah, it was kind of weird. It was just, it should be like, what are you doing? Everybody should be kind of pulling guns on uh -huh. her. Like, okay, everybody calm down and stand down. This is a tense situation. We're going to move on. Anna Maria, we know you didn't mean it. Yeah. But she was lightning quick to give up one of her own peeps there. That just goes to tell me one thing. She's Obviously, pirate? this is another instance of excuse me, you <laughs> cheated. And the answer is pirate. <laughs> excuse me, That's you cheated. I have no, in my notes, pirate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, what is with that? I don't know. I mean, they're really quick to let that go. Right? But like I said, then again, people are shooting at them. There's cannonballs. There's smoke billowing out. And then Anna Maria dropped the gun and all is good. It just is a little and then her, weird. But her face is after she put down the gun and let go of Elizabeth. She got this really mean face for like a split second. Yeah. And then it was, okay, that's it. And then she's like rolling her eyes again. Like, this isn't going my way. So were they taking it as kind of a joke then? I don't, I don't know. know. I yeah. think she was. I think if Gibbs said and Will, if they all said, "Yeah, let's give them Elizabeth," she'd have been on board with that. Yeah, because you have to think they're putting holes in her future ship. Right. She doesn't want that ship destroyed. Nope. Oh, Anna Maria, <laughs> just like Jack. You know, I used but to hold you on such a high pedestal, and then you weren't able to go to the shoals. You weren't able to offer suggestions, so you're just notching down. And now I go, you know, that's why you're on the Jollymon. Well, she obviously doesn't know how to man a ship. That's woman a ship. Corrected me the other day, too. You know, because she doesn't have any plans here. Besides to give up Elizabeth. That's right. So that must be why I'm a little sad at this. It's just like, I keep pointing out some of these little flaws or these little questions that I have. And then I'm thinking, I hope everybody's not thinking I'm just trying to beat down the movie again. Because I get like that. We're like, oh, people are going to think I'm just hating on the movie. And I don't. I like it. That's why we're doing this. But it's the minute breakdown. And I'm really starting to analyze some of these things going, <laughs> why is that happening? 
Because the first times I didn't, you know, the first many, many times I saw it, I didn't think anything of it. But after watching one minute at a time and then really looking at that minute, I'm going, what is going on there? Yeah. Did you guys just not see that? Because they're, you know, you see that in other movies that kind of one person's going to then pull the gun on the other and then everybody else around pulls the gun on that person. And then they stop and they get... Kind of the misunderstanding is taken care of, if you want to call it a misunderstanding. Are we good here? Yeah, we're good here. Okay. Then they go back to doing their thing. That all happened in such a blink of an eye. They must have not taken her seriously. Yeah. Or that that's so preposterous, that's not even going to happen. And I know you're not going to shoot her right now because then you're going to die or what? Because even Elizabeth then be like, get the hell away from me Uh -uh. after that. She just sat there like, you know, okay. It's like, really? Well, she sat there and then she started looking for the medallion. Yeah. So there, I think that there's maybe so much distraction going on because of everything that they just didn't have time to mentally process that whole little episode, yes. if you want to call it that. That's got to be what it is. Probably. I don't know. It's definitely an interesting turn of events for sure there. That it is. I was going to end on that discussion. But what unless, happened? Yeah, Heather jumps to it. She just likes to jump to certain things. Unless you had something really... Do you have anything really exciting we can end on? Because that was my exciting note. Because now I have to end on something else. Or start to draw down on something else. So if you do, hold off... Will throwing a table? No, not that yet. If Anything else besides what I'm going to get into, basically. No, go ahead. Well, of course. I don't care what you have. If it's something exciting or anything that's more character related. Because I just had some thoughts on some of this continuing our current run of awesome pirate and nautical terms. Which is not the best thing to end on. Yeah, you even rolled your eyes like, oh, I didn't really? Roll my eyes. You rolled your eyes. This sea battle has all kinds of good things with it, and there were some pirate terms and words. So I thought I would just throw them out, but it wasn't like ending on a good Anna Maria debate and a heat, little heated thing about that. So now you jumped ahead. So now we got to talk about Devil's Dowry, which I don't even have that much on. It's basically just what we know. It's a bribe or peace offering, and. I tried to look some stuff up with it. I didn't see anything easy to find. It's origin, nothing like that. But it is a title of a number of books out there. So I'll just leave with saying it's a cool saying. And yeah, why did I even bring it up? That's I don't it? know. That's all I got. I tell you, I thought that there'd be some kind of historical element. And I didn't see anything right wow. away. What about blooming cockroaches? Well, I think blooming cockroaches is pretty self-explanatory, right? <laughs> yeah. I but, like it though. Yeah, but that's a good line. Grapnels is the one I had, too, on my list. Grapnels? Grapnels. It's a small anchor with three or more flukes used for grappling or dragging or for anchoring a small boat, like a skiff. Basically, it's like a grappling hook. And you see them grab them. Yes. grappling hooks. So nothing exciting with that there. We all know what grappling hooks are. We just don't know. Maybe some people hadn't heard of grapnels before. Then we have... The awesome chain shot and Pintel loads the cannon with chain shot here and chain shot uses half cannonballs and they, basically they the size. Half? Well, they are because the chain can be in there, but basically they're like the the size of the cannonballs are smaller. Oh, okay. And they're chained together and they were used to shoot mast or to cut the shrouds and any other rigging of a target ship. Well, that's not going to be good. When fired... After leaving the muzzle, the shot's components tumble in the air and the connecting chain fully extends. In past use, as much as six feet of chain would sweep through the target. Jeez. Yeah, so it can be pretty long. Yeah. However, the tumbling chain made the shot less accurate, so they were basically used for shorter ranges, which uh, is kind of Well, we're, we're only, what, 10 feet? <laughs> I didn't measure it, Maybe? But not that, yeah, it's pretty fairly close together, yeah. so it's not necessarily going to well, be Well, this isn't going to be good for the interceptor. 
Possibly not. We'll have to wait and mm. see for the upcoming minutes. Since I desperately don't want to end on pirate terms, the very exciting <laughs> pirate terms, I know you mentioned that Will was down below deck after the whole Anna Maria incident. He goes to look for the medallion. But what is their, their grand plan with this medallion as far as you're concerned? What do you think they're what do you think Will is thinking that they're gonna do with this? What get is it? his just, plan? Just get it before Barbosa can get it. And hide it, I assume. and Or use it as leverage, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Because what's weird about it is that he knows that they need his blood, although they don't know who he is yet. Right, because Jack didn't divulge that. Yeah, Jack didn't divulge that. And I guess they don't know if Jack is on board the Pearl or not Right at this stage. I mean, Will may assume it. Yeah, he would have to make that assumption. If he, if they can come up with all these other strategies, they that have to assume dead, but that yeah. Jack is on board. Yeah. And potentially told him who Will was or is holding that over his head. Right. But the rest possible. of the crew thinks Will's dead. I mean, Jack is dead. I'm sorry. The rest. Yeah, they think Jack yeah. is dead. But that's my point. Will. Do, yeah. So Will doesn't know that, but they know that they're going to need Will's blood and... I don't think he can trust any of these other pirate people. When Barbosa comes on board, like, because he's planning, he says that, you know, be prepared to board. Right. And they're going to hold the medallion as leverage. 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 That when they say, we're also looking for a Will Turner, that nobody's going to point Will Turner out, say, hey, leave us alone and get the hell out of here. Yeah. Here's the medallion. What does he think is going to happen with that? Because Anna Maria already tried to sell off yeah. Elizabeth right in front of will right so you don't think that for her to be able to keep the interceptor or to save their lives that she's going to turn will over in the blink of an eye like i know who will i know who this person you need is yeah and oh by the way he's right here you can have him if you just let us go and be on our merry way thank you very much they better have a good plan for that exactly i don't think they do i don't either I think they're just. Grabbing I think the there's a rash Will Turner thing going on. Hide here. it, or well, you have to get it because there will be no leverage, leverage if they don't have it. Right. I mean, if if something happens and it goes to the bottom of the ocean and the medallion's on there, then they're toast as it is. Barbosa's yeah. not going to be happy. You what? You put this medallion at the bottom of the ocean? Exactly. You know, they're not going to be thrilled with that. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. Rash Will Turner. Rash Anna Maria. Rash. Rash. Confused Gibbs doesn't know what to do. <laughs> Elizabeth is out of ideas because she tells Gibbs that it's his turn to come up with ideas. Well, she's trying to push Gibbs. You All know, hell hey, is breaking dude, loose here. I've come up with everything so far. Everything's worked. Well, I think this is a sign that everybody's flustered now that they know yeah. we're in deep. Yep. And yeah, they don't. Now they're going to have to deal with it. There we go. And I guess we're going to have to deal with. Minute 88 coming up on Tuesday. Minana. There we go. You spoke Chinese. I'm going to sp- speak Spanish. You're going to speak Spanish, but you can barely speak English. I know. <laughs> we'll be and back. My Spanish is even worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if there's ever like the classic country English bumpkin trying to speak <laughs> Spanish, that would be Heather. Asta Manana. No, I do not. We'll speak be back tomorrow. Like hey, I'm not going to let you say that. We're going to just end it, and people will think that that's how I you say it. I do not talk like that. We'll be back tomorrow with minute 88 of the Curse of the Black Pearl on the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. Arr!
Until then, let's keep the horn swoggling to a minimum. Hasta la vista. Baby. That's actually how Heather thinks Spanish is. Hasta la vista, baby. Oh, whatever. Heather! Heather! Pimey, she always disappears right after the show. Get me my grog, she says. Probably at the Faithful Bride Tavern. Again. Heather, are you in there? Bring me my grog, you scurvy barkeep. Mother's love. What are you doing in here? You always take off before telling everyone where they can find us, where the after party is, and how their voicemail may be featured on the show. So get on with it, Savvy. I'm disinclined to acquiesce to your request. That means no. I know what it means. It means you're getting another rum, and I'm thanking the listeners. Thanks for listening, Scallywags. If you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. It helps us out, and we'd greatly appreciate it. Have a question or comment? Give us a call at 8637-PIRATE. We just might feature your voicemail on the show. You can also give us a shout at podcast at blackpearlminute.com. And don't forget to join the post-episode brawls on Facebook, our Facebook listeners group, and on Twitter. If you're interested in best of clips, you can find us on SoundCloud. All the links are on blackpearlminute.com. It's that easy. Now get out of here, you filthy bilge rats. Uh